Today is March 23rd, 2020, and today's ramble is about the newest Tame Impala album titled The Slow Rush. Um, the Slow Rush was released February 14th, over a month ago, and Tame Impala is one of the most well-known musical projects in the world right now. The project of Australian native Kevin Parker, and um, he is the sole member of this group. Um, I think they have touring musicians whenever they go to do live events and everything. But it's a one-man show. He produces, he records every single instrument, he writes every single instrument, he does everything for this group. And this is his fourth studio album under the name. Um, his previous three are all pretty acclaimed. His most recent being 2015's Currents, which is recognized as one of the best albums of this decade by, of the last decade, I guess, by different publications. And I would agree, I think it's an absolutely fantastic album. And for me, was the album that really got me into the group. Um, his first two albums, Inner Speaker and Lonerism, I think are good psychedelic rock albums, but never fully um, got me into the group. I didn't completely understand the hype around this guy until Currents. And so since Currents, Kevin has um, kind of appeared in different musical worlds. He has, weirdly enough, become really popular in the hip-hop industry. He featured on Travis Scott's newest album, Astro World. I want to say he like somehow featured on an ASAP Rocky song. Um, the newest Tyler, the Creator album titled Igor, released last year, has heavy Tame Impala vibes. Um, and so his footprint is all over mm -hmm. music right now. And um, naturally, I have been anticipating this release because it's been five years now. Um, avoided singles like always. And so what are my thoughts? So the slow rush continues Kevin's musical themes focused around psychedelic music. All of his albums to this point have been psychedelic focused, but each time he kind of adds in a little, a little hint of a new genre, psychedelic rock, prog rock. Um, currents went more into that psychedelic pop and synthesizer direction. And the slow rush gets more into the world of kind of disco and funk music. Um, gets gets farther away from like the guitars, blasting guitars that he was known for earlier. And on Currents, it was noted that that album kind of turned some people off from the band that knew them more for like the loud, the ripping guitars and such. And this album even gets farther away. This album is just full on blown disco pop, electronic music. Um, very few periods on here I would describe as rock, if any. Um, and I guess I'll just highlight a couple tracks here that kind of show, show the new style. Some of my standout tracks um, would be Borderline. Borderline is was one of the lead singles for the album. Led by this disco and flutes piano. Has these kind of splashy synthesizers throughout the track. Has some like really cool woodwind sounds that go into the background to kind of... I mean, they're not really funky woodwinds, but it just adds a little a little flavor to the to the track. Consistent drum beat, track moves along. Um, the vocals are multiple layered, 
like any Tame Impala song has been before. He's well known for his multiple layer falsetto vocals, kind of that washed production style. Um, and it's a really happy and groovy track. Another one would be Lost in Yesterday, which has this funky bass lick, slow, slower electronic synthesizers. There are some guitars thrown into here on the chorus, which I think is one of the best courses on this thing. Um, and then it is followed by Is It True, another one of my favorites near the end of the track listing. This one's really bass driven, has one of my favorite chorus melodies in the whole thing. And the post course to this one has a really, really cool electronic altered guitar riff. And the song throughout has just a whole lot of life to it, um, which is an, a theme that I feel like is pretty uncommon on this album, which I'll get to, I guess, which is I feel like this album lacks um, just r real creativity, I guess. Um, these three songs are some of, some of my favorites for different reasons, but the instrumentals are so, so, so more advanced than I feel like the rest of the album. Um, and, and I guess one of my last standout tracks would be breathe deeper, a really nice piano led track. This is one of the longer tracks, six minutes. Piano parts are kind of similar to borderline, but this time a little more psychedelic, a little more raw, a little more energetic. Um, and the, the outro to the track has like these cool, synthesizers there's a subtle acoustic guitars in the background just like those full chords playing um but more often than not on this album i think that there's more periods where the music itself just feels really lifeless um the production on this thing is strange it's it's kind of like bordering on that line between i can't tell if it's overproduced or not He's obviously a otherworldly producer, and at this point in his career, that's what he's known for. I think even more than his um, music itself is everybody knows this guy as like the studio production genius. And I think that this album does have good production to it, but it's almost it's too focused on production and not enough focused on the music itself, like. Posthumous Forgiveness um, comes pretty early in the track listing. Kind of like a soul, slower soul version that he's going for. And the instrumental in this thing just does nothing. The vocals, there's really no discernible melody. Um, it transitions like near the end of the song into an entirely separate song. And the whole thing is just very, very uninspiring. There's almost no point in this track where I think any instrumental has anything to it. Um, Tomorrow's Dust is like an acoustic finger-picking guitar-led track. And it starts out like, okay, this song's going to go somewhere. This has a really, nice, uh, a really nice feel to it, but it just never goes anywhere. There's no... It's just kind of like the song starts, and here's the song. And it's four minutes, and... There's really no, there's no curveball. There's no adding on instruments or anything. Um, the vocals are pretty bland, which seems to be a pretty common theme for me on this thing. I think the vocal performances on this album were not great, except for a couple exceptions, which I highlighted earlier. Um, on Track is another five-minute song. It just goes on forever. The slow piano, the washed-out vocals, um, just, I don't know, there's just nothing 
to this instrumental. It moves nowhere. Um, Instant Destiny comes pretty early. It's kind of the same chorus, just repeated over and over and over. Um, there's really no life in the verses at all, nothing in the instrumentals. Um, the washed out synthesizers leading it. The album closes with one more hour, which is seven minutes long. And at this point in the album, I'm just kind of, I would say two of my favorite tracks come near the end of the track listing with, um, with lost in yesterday. And is it true? And then I want to say, I don't have the track listing up right now, but I want to say that it ends with glamour and um, one more hour. And this is a combined nine minutes to end this album that just doesn't do anything for me. Um, it's like the last two tracks are kind of leading to this really huge climax, like this climax build-up track. There's these quiet, repetitive keyboard piano chords. Um, and they transition into these like pumping, you know, loud cymbal pounding drum fills, these electronic bending instrumentals. And I can tell that he probably thought that like, all oh, this is going to be such a, such a punch in the face of how to end this album. Like these sounds are just going to blow your mind, but they do nothing for me. They just, kind of go in one ear out the other. I don't really appreciate any kind of sound that he's going for at the end of the sound. Um, and it's just kind of a common thing throughout this whole thing is that the tracks on here seem to be much more focused on production and like the theater of it, the, the sound, the, how many, how many things can I alter? How many washed out vocals can I do? How many tricks can I pull off rather than, writing in interesting instrumentals. Um, because I think that while Currents is known as an extremely um, well-produced album, the instrumental performances and the music that is written on the album is just incredible. Um, there are very few, if any, periods on this album that I think go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the musical moments that, that Currents has. Um, when I'm listening to Currents and like that guitar solo in the moment comes in or the guitar solo and let it happen just all of a sudden rips off right in the, right in the first track. It's like such a, such an obvious um, creative addition to that album. Um, like the baseline of the less I know the better is just iconic. The baseline to, um, to the last track, new person, same old mistakes, the drums on that album, just the, it's very much an album that seems like, I think I, I was listening to a podcast recently. The Ringer was doing a new podcast with Chuck Klosterman and Chris Ryan. And they were talking recently about an album that I want to say was by the band Boston. I don't remember what the exact album was, but they were talking about how Boston, there is a legendary album by the band Boston because it was this one guy who made this album in his basement. And you could clearly tell that every single thing on the album was one person. Like it was so clearly the direction of one person. It would be impossible to get a band together to put all these instruments together, to have all this sound so specifically one-minded. And that's, I think, a really good way to describe Currents. And even his previous album, too, I was before that, Lonerism and Inner Speaker. They are albums that 
are so obviously the direction of one person that one person had in their mind that they were going for. And this album just feels like, I don't know, this album feels like if somebody spent very little time coming up with the music itself, but rather was way more interested in just trying to get in the studio and wow people with these production tricks. Um, where, like, where is the noisy explosion of it eventually? Where is the, that sparkly, just angelic chorus of yes, I'm changing. I mean, there are periods on here where I, I think I've already said, like, I really like the grooves of Borderline, Lost in Yesterday, Is It True? I think those are fantastic songs. And I think those are songs that the first time I heard them, it was very obvious to me that it seemed like he spent more time writing the instrumentals to these songs than any others because all the other tracks, it's just like kind of washed out, same old, same old. Let's just put an instrument here. I don't really have any reason to kind of anything I'm doing because I'm more interested in getting in the studio after I write these songs. And so in summary, I think this is just kind of a, just kind of like a whatever album. Um, is it good production? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's impossible for this guy. I don't, I don't think this guy can make any album sound bad. Um, it's got instrumentals that sound cool. Yeah. It, is it ambitious? Yeah. Like I can appreciate the, the direction he's going for on this thing. And I can appreciate the fact that he maybe felt the need to kind of move into a different direction with each album. And in this time, he wanted to kind of get into that seventies and eighties, um, like disco and funk and stuff. And I think that in periods he does pull off the sound that he's going for, but too often I feel like this is more studio work than it is music work. And there's a fine line between, um, for me, there's a fine line between, you know, spending too much time on production and not enough time. And when does an album become overproduced? When does an album, uh, when does an album's lo-fi production kind of contribute to it? I'm, I'm not really at the point where I can discern the difference, but it's just, it's just not musically interesting to me. There are tracks on here I will continue to revisit. But as an entire album, I think this is just going to be something that I probably won't revisit. Maybe maybe as the year goes along, I will kind of have a aha moment and I will understand all these sounds that he's going for. But to me, um, I'm putting this in my tier four. Um, I think it's an okay addition to the Tame Impala discography. I would say it's probably his least interesting album. Um, but I think Kevin can do better in the future. Maybe there could be different reasons for why I don't enjoy this album or why I think that he um, made an album that was less musically interesting. But um, I don't know. I'll probably I'll probably check out some some songs on here as the year goes along. So I'll just end up with my favorite tracks. Um, Borderline, Breathe Deeper, Lost in Yesterday, Is It True? I think those were, those were four fantastic songs, which I've already highlighted. But least favorite, Instant Destiny, Posthumous Forgiveness, On Track, One More Hour. Um, Tomorrow's Dust was kind of weird. I don't know. 
Glimmer was okay, but it was kind of short. So I don't know. It, it's just, it's kind of an average album that I'm a little disappointed by um, for different reasons, but maybe as the year goes along, I will have mind change. But for now, Tame Impala, Tier 4.